With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield. And I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard, based here in Los Angeles. Joining me on the other line in New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lipschutz. Hello, Jason. What is up, man? How are you? I'm good. We usually record this, like, super late uh, Eastern time on Mondays, and it's only, like, 4.30 here, so it, that, I'm very happy about that. I'm not, like, yeah. I'm not, like, hungry for dinner yet. It's great. Yeah, well, that, that's good. I'm glad that you're not hungry because that would make you um, unhappy to talk. And so we're, I'm, good, I'm glad I'm getting you in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and where you can also hear about us talking about Jason's Hunger Pains on Billboard's <laughs> Weekly Charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, New music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll talk about how Justin Timberlake was announced as next year's Super Bowl halftime performer, how Taylor Swift is continuing to ramp up her promo uh, in the run-up to the release of her new album, Reputation, and we take a look at some super early Grammy Award predictions. Uh, Grammy time's not that far away, man. It's a, it's a couple months away. Yeah, I'm like, maybe it's not that early. <laughs> As showcased uh, in Billboard Magazine's recent Grammy Awards preview issue. Uh, plus, in charts news, Pink scores her second number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with the biggest week of the year for a woman. How Niall Horan is on his way to a number one debut on the album chart with his solo debut effort and how we've got two different rock bands in the top five of the billboard hot 100 for the first time in more than 10 years pretty crazy man on top of that we've got an interview actually i have an interview usually keith is is chatting with all the superstars this time i got in on the action with vance joy a uh, friend of the podcast he's been on before uh he's he stopped by uh, to talk about his tour and uh, his new music, which is coming at the top of next year, most likely. And uh, yeah, love that dude. So you'll hear that later in the show. But first, Keith. Yes. Before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, if you, Keith, enjoy the podcast, if anyone listening enjoys the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you will never, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review while you're at it. Come on, just do it. It's okay. All the kids are doing it. Uh, and if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. That's plural. That sounded a little like peer pressure. All the kids are doing it. Subscribe to Billboard Podcasts. Let's go. So there you go. 
Yeah. So let's start off with uh, some of the biggest <laughs> awkward headlines. Pause. Awkward pause. Uh, awkward pause. Oh, you know what? Before we get started, I'm I'm pumped because it, it looks like Keith is uh is going to be in New York in a couple weeks. So we'll we'll have like a an in person pop shop podcast. Yeah, for I think only the maybe like second third time. Like we did the like for like the second or third time maybe that we've actually like done the podcast in the same room together. We did we did one in vegas after the billboard awards we did we did a live video podcast after the grammy awards one year that was really good um that's the that's the uh, gif that you see jason and i repeatedly share that's from that yeah, podcast that yeah um when we looked very dapper in our suits and yeah. i think maybe like i interviewed you once uh, when you were a guest on the show <laughs> you didn't interview me <laughs> Yeah, I did. We talked. We, I mean, we talked. You were our special. You no, you were our special guest one week when we talked about festivals and music festivals. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess you were so. you, that you weren't the whole show that week. I don't think. Yeah, you paired. You paired me. You paired me. I'll never forget. You paired me with magic. Did I? Is that what it was? Is that the week yeah. that magic? Went you were on? like. Uh, <laughs> you were like, yeah, you're like the special guest of this episode. I was like, cool, that's great. <laughs> like you see a couple the headlines, days later, it's like, it's like magic. <laughs> it's like Billboard Pop Shop podcast magic, and Jason. And then three paragraphs down, and Jason's back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's let's get to some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com, Keith. Uh, so we got to start with Justin Timberlake now officially performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. The pop superstar will take the field on February fourth. 2018 in Minneapolis for his first Super Bowl halftime appearance since his infamous 2004 performance alongside Janet Jackson. What will he perform? Who will he bring out? Possibly Janet, whom, you, you know, sure. what's funny is that there was a, we're recording this on a Monday that the, the NFL like cl- released a statement, I think, saying that like Janet's not banned from the Super Bowl half halftime show or, or something, which is just nice to know that someone's not banned from it um we'll uh, again we'll find out everything <laughs> in three and a half months we have a, a a ton of uh time to speculate but keith what what do you think about this uh this announcement you this is like the biggest platform of the year um and, and justin's got it yeah oh man so many hot takes to be made so many hot takes well jason had a really great hot take on sunday night after this was announced a, a, a take that was so hot his tweet went viral. Um, People least, keep talking to me about my viral tweet. It's like, yeah, I, I guess, I guess it. It, ha- it had like hundreds and hundreds of favorites and retweets, didn't it? It did. It did. Yeah. Um, where basically Jason was just like, you know, yeah, Justin sings this one song, and then he has nine minutes of an apology to Janet Jackson, <laughs> and then gone with gone NSYNC. with NSYNC. Um, I would um, love that. I mean, someone else uh, joked, and I don't remember who it was. Someone else joked, and it might have been someone in our department or at Billboard. Someone else joked, uh, I hope Janet shows up and then basically just like rips off like, you know, Justin's pants and like, you know, exposes him. That'd be fun, you know? Little, yeah. Because, because we haven't said what happened. Well, obviously in 2004, wardrobe there, malfunction. there was a wardrobe malfunction at the end of a song. Uh, it was Justin's song, wasn't it? Uh, gonna have you naked by the end of this song. Yeah, and rock your he, body. He he reaches over and he um, was he was just supposed to rip off the outer portion of Janet's um, kind of like a leathery bodysuit that was held on like a breastplate sort of that was held on by snaps and unfortunately more than just that came off. Part of her bra came off and you saw a boob on TV. Um, and then you know 
it was just this terrible PR nightmare where Justin effectively kind of like threw Janet under the bus afterwards. And then she ended up getting banned by like the Grammy Awards or something silly. And 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 the whole thing is, is it's also worth remembering that like this was before Twitter. This was even before Facebook, really. Yeah. Um, So it just kind of existed in like this, like on like super old school internet and like you know entertainment tonight access hollywood like it it just you didn't have this kind of awareness so it was just like these big moments like her being banned from the grammys or something like that and uh yeah it was it was again it's it's one of those things that has you know i I, it's just like one of those moments that that pop music fans will never forget um and it's you know, so what? So, kind of looking forward to twenty eighteen, right, Keith? Right. What is what is like the best case scenario? I, I was joking about a set list in terms of like one song, a J- Janet Jackson apology, and then an in sync reunion. But like, what is like the best case scenario for Justin Timberlake performing at at the Super Bowl? Oh my God! It's like the thing is like whatever he does, there will always be this like specter of Janet lingering, you know, and like. I I don't think it's necessarily like the right decision for either of them to like show up together at the show like like I don't think that that would like Janet doesn't necessarily need to do that but I'm sure some people would love to see that um you know would we want an in sync reunion hell yes because when Beyonce showed up and did the Super Bowl she brought out Kelly and Michelle and had a Destiny's Child reunion of course you'd want that um he also has a lot to follow up because Lady Gaga turned out probably like the best Super Bowl performance in I don't know how many years. I mean, it's hard to top Lady Gaga earlier this year. So um, the other exciting thing here is uh, well, I'm trying to speculate what he's going to do is that this probably means there's a new Justin Timberlake album on the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's pretty and cool, too. It, it'll be by the time of by the time of. Uh the Super Bowl it'll be five years really since at least 2020 experience part one and then 2020 experience part two and you know obviously had can't stop the feeling um so we'll see man we got we got to move on uh but we got three and a half months to talk about it I'm sure we'll talk about it a whole ton every week we can talk about it every single week so on Monday Taylor Swift teased her next music video from Reputation as the ready for it visual set to drop later this week visual visual Uh. Why do we call things visuals? They're just Visual. videos. They're music videos. It's the anyway, ready for sorry, it. Go ahead. Visual. Uh, it will arrive roughly one week after the latest track from Reputation was unveiled. That, of course, was gorgeous. Uh, Reputation drops November 10th. Keith, are you ready for it? Uh, ready for it? Are you? Oh, boy. Um. Yeah. I mean, come on. The, the video teaser looks pretty expensive and super like high tech like she's in the world of tron or something i don't know i mean (laughs) it's like it's it's it looks kind of like bad blood on steroids i guess uh i i don't know i mean i all all of these visuals visuals all of the music videos um you know but i mean both the music videos for look what you maybe do and this one look like they're very very uh you know Um, I'm trying to think of the right word, but I mean, they just look like huge, like huge music videos. These are not simple little things. And Taylor is not doing anything small. Um, 
so yeah i'm totally ready for it are you ready for it yeah i mean you know what i'd like more than a ready for it video i don't know what a gorgeous video because oh, i and you're, i don't you're even, more about and, the gorgeous and i don't even dislike ready for it i like ready for it but uh gorgeous man i'm all about that 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 was my jam it came out on friday uh i listened to it a, a whole bunch this weekend so uh, give it time maybe you'll get a video in like you know a, a month and a half from now you never know. November 10th for Reputation. Okay, so uh, the last thing I want to talk about, Billboard proudly, I will say, you, you know, I was proud of this, unveiled its Grammy Awards preview issue last week with Best New Artist hopefuls SZA, Khalid, and Julia Michaels on the cover, while the first round of voting wraps up later this just, month. And Just the- a simple little issue with 177 pages. <laughs> My God, this thing is a book. And I've read every single one of them. Um, <laughs> I'm flipping through it. Can you hear me flip through it? I can. I can. It just it takes it takes a year or two. Um, <laughs> that was it dropping down onto a table in front of me. Anyway, go oh, ahead, Jason. Very heavy. Um, <laughs> so the, the the nominations actually are are about a month away. They'll be announced on November 28th, and then two months later, uh, the Grammy Awards, January 28th, 2018, and uh, the new issue of Billboard also delves into. Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, just in terms of the front runners as we perceive them. Hint, hint, Keith. Expect a lot of Kendrick Lamar. Expect a lot of Ed Sheeran. Um, so b- before we end, we'll talk about Kendrick and, and Ed another time. But what do you think about you know those three, Khalid, SZA, Julia Michaels, um, Best New Artist Hopefuls? Has it, is it just me? It seems like the past couple of years when we've had this Grammy preview issue, we tend to put kind of rising stars and new artists on the cover, people that we think have a um, good shot, not just in certain categories, but maybe uh, for best new artist. Is that kind of the vibe that we're going for? Cause it that feels is like, very true. It feels like all three of these, Julia Michaels, Khalid, and SZA, all have a pretty good shot at best new artist. Certainly, I mean, I would feel that Julia has a, I mean, if, if they're not nominated for best new artist, Julia can certainly maybe get best pop uh, vocal performance for issues. Uh, Khalid is probably going to clean up in the R&B categories, as would SZA, uh, I would imagine, um, the R&B hip-hop categories. Um, so, I mean, even if they're not nominated for Best New Artist, I feel like somewhere they're bound to get a nomination. Of course, I could eat my words here in a few weeks when <laughs> something goes terribly wrong. But We'll see, man. We'll see. I don't know. What, what, do, you, do you assume that they're all going to be uh, locks? for? I think the... so. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I think Khalid and, and Julie Michaels... Uh, definitely ha- have had that kind of radio power, um, you know, yeah, Khalid yeah. with both uh, location as well as part of the Logic song. Uh, Julia Michaels, obviously, Issues is, is, is still a pretty big hit. Uh, SZA, I mean, Control is one of my favorite albums of the year. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm very happy to, uh, you know, um, see all three on the cover. And, uh, yeah, go check that out. It's online um, as well as uh, – the issue is out now. So, so by keep... the way, by the way, the photos look beautiful. Uh, you should check out the photo uh, portfolio in the magazine and online. It's it's a really cool looking set that they were on. I think it was somewhere in Vegas. I think yeah, it was in Vegas. Yeah, it's at the El Cortez Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's very cool looking. Anyway, sorry, Jason. Let's do it, man. Wait, it's chart time. 
start time. Let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts right now. Number one, Pink gets her second number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with Beautiful Trauma and with a very big debut. Number two, on the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart, we've got two different rock bands in the top five at the same time for the first time in over 10 years. We'll tell you who they are in just a second. And number three, Niall Horan is aiming for number one on the Billboard 200 chart next week with his debut album, Flicker. 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 It's, 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 like, a, it's like a dolphin, but not. That would be Flipper. <laughs> Flipper? What was the name of the dolphin? Flipper. <laughs> it was Flipper, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, all right. So let's break down each of these individually. First up, as expected, as we forecasted last week, Pink claims her second number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with Beautiful Trauma, which starts atop the list with 2017's largest week for an album by a woman and the fourth biggest week among all acts. It launches with a bigger than expected 408,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending October 19th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, a whopping 384,000 were in traditional album sales. The best sales week of the year among all acts, Pink's largest sales week ever, and the biggest sales week for an album in over a year. Um, The only albums that had a bigger week in 2017 in in terms of total units were Kendrick Lamar's Damn, when it started with 603,000, Drake's More Life, which started with 505,000, and Ed Sheeran's Divide, which started with 451,000. In terms of just plain old traditional album sales, the last bigger week by any album was when Drake's Views debuted with 852,000 copies sold back in May of 2016. And... We have to say, like so many other albums, Beautiful Trauma's debut frame was boosted by a concert ticket album sale redemption promotion. Uh, And we're estimating (laughs) that around, like, maybe in the low 200,000s, maybe around 220-ish thousand sales were generated by the ticket bundle. Um, Which is crazy because, like, you know, if if that's low 200,000, that's more than half of the equivalent album units. Um, and and e- even more than half of the uh, 384,000 traditional album sales. Yeah, like more than half of this album's debut was driven by a ticket bundle. And, um, and I explain in my story in a little bit more detail what these ticket bundle things are, and I've talked about them before on the show, and I don't want to bore everyone to tears, but um, I think be- they're becoming incredibly popular, and they're kind of showing their might on the charts. And to explain what they are, specifically in Pink's situation, every ticket that was sold to her upcoming tour had the cost of the album baked into the ticket price. There was actually, like, they actually raised the cost of the ticket prices to include the album. So when people complain about, oh my God, the fees that people put on and all the, why are the tickets so expensive? Well, actually, Pink's ticket became a little bit more expensive because they had to factor in the album. Now, they factor in um, a, a certain chunk of change into each album or into each ticket. And then uh, they turn around after you've purchased a ticket and you get an email uh, from like usually Ticketmaster or it could be from someone else, like some other operator that handles these offers that says, hey, you know, you bought a ticket to Pink's uh, concert tour. Did you know that the album also includes her new album? Uh, would you like to redeem your offer? You can click here and have the album mailed to you at your house or whatever. And 
you can take advantage of that offer, but you don't have to. And many people don't. Um, many people, you know, never take advantage of this offer because they don't want to own the album. They want to just stream it or they already own another copy or whatever. Um, but we only count the sales from those that, you know, are actually redeemed, not just automatically like, oh, every ticket sold, you know, we count that as a sale. No, it's only for those albums that were actually redeemed by customers. So that's the shrunk down version of how these things work. Um, but you can see how they can certainly amplify an album's first week because usually people take advantage of these offers in the first week an album is out. And then in the second week, when you don't have a redemption to help sales anymore necessarily, because most people redeemed their offer in their first week, we see the albums have a huge erosion, as we've seen recently with Shania Twain, for example, who yeah. had a ticket bundle, and her album went from number one to number 29 in its second week. <laughs> so we'll see if Pink collapses and falls off the side of a cliff next week with her album, but, you know, you never know. Maybe it'll hold up pretty well. I don't know. Well, congrats congrats to Pink either way. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's still, even if you took out the ticket bundle, she still would have sold, like, Hundred and fifty something thousand, like yeah. just in in sort of retail sales, which is still a really big number, considering that people can't really sell anything these days. So, yes, the ticket bundle was a huge number, but at the same time, she still would have had the number one album without the ticket bundle. It's so, true. Silver lining. Anyway, we can move on. You want to move on? Let's do it. I just, I just, I'm sorry I talk so much about these darn you love ticket, ticket bundle bundles, things. Man. I don't love them necessarily. I just I can talk <laughs> about them. Um, all right. So on the Billboard Hot 100, Portugal the Man's Feel It Still climbs five to four, while Imagine Dragons Thunder bolts, love that uh. pun, eight to five. Oh, by the way, uh, Post Malone is still number one with Rockstar. Uh, that means we've got two different rock bands in the charts, top five at the same time, for the first time in over 10 years years yeah it last happened on the chart dated february 17th 2007 when fallout boys this ain't a scene it's an arms race and daughtry's it's not over were at numbers three and four respectively now with these two rock songs in the top five it's actually the first time that we've had two rock songs in the top five um, for the first time in over a year since September 10th, 2016, when 21 Pilots actually had two songs in the top five at the same time, um, Heathens and Ride were at numbers four and five that week on the chart. So um, we've had two rock songs in the top five kind of recently-ish, but they were by the same band, so you have to go a little bit farther to find two different rock bands in the top five. I'm not sure if this is necessarily like a trend. I just think it's like a coincidence that... Portugal the man has this flu kit and imagine yeah, dragons I totally agree. you know happens to have you know I just don't think it's like oh we're going to see a bunch of rock bands in the top rock 10 rock is back yeah i'm waiting for someone to write that story like rock isn't dead i'm like <laughs> it's cyclical things happen these things um happen. yeah uh, and lastly according to industry forecasters Niall Horan's debut solo album flicker is on track to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 chart next week with perhaps 150,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending October 26th. By the way, Niall also has a ticket bundle involved with his album. Uh, For those keeping score, he will also become the third member of One Direction to earn a solo number one album following Harry Styles and Zayn. So 
no pressure three on for Louis three. Tomlinson and Liam Payne, <laughs> who have yet to release their albums. The Nile, the the Nile albums, really, really quick before we get to Vance Joy. The Nile albums, uh, pretty good. Um, it's it's very much like if you like Ed Sheeran and you like Ed Sheeran albums, you'll like the Nile album. Uh, I I still love Slow Hands, one of the, my favorite singles of the year. Is that like the most uptempo track on the album, Slow Hands? Or is uh, there I mean, there's there's some there's some pretty uptempo. Like the opening song uh, on the loose, I, I really like a lot. Um, check it out. But there's no like full on like dance floor like jam type. You know, he's not no. like he, he's not like discoing us out. No, it's we'll like, leave no. we'll leave the dance uh, the the Steve Aoki collabs to Louis. I think to Louis. All right, that. all right, man. We got we got to move on. Uh, it is time for our interview with Vance Joy. You might know Vance Joy from the uh, crossover hit Riptide a couple years ago. Obviously, he he also toured with Taylor Swift. If, if you know who who that is on her 1989 tour, um, <laughs> so he played stadiums a few years ago. He's back. Uh, he he's got a new album prepped for the top of 2018 um and uh yeah he's uh he talked about life on the road he's been playing a a couple of uh smaller venues um before he goes wider uh probably next year um talked about you know just touring getting back and and playing these new songs the the single lay it on me we talked a lot about exercise we talked a lot about hiking exercise it was very fun um so uh he's been on the show before here he is again uh, here's Vance Joy on the Pop Shop Podcast. All right, uh, we are here with Vance Joy on the Pop Shop Podcast. Welcome, man. Thank you. We it's were, good to be here. We were just talking about why you just shaved your beard because yes. of a dog. Yeah, I met a dog called Lando yesterday, a beautiful little, I don't know, little tiny guy. And um, he's beautiful little dog, but he was he made my beard really itchy. And last night at three a.m., I it was it was time for the beard to go because it was that itchy. And now I'm like fresh faced, and um, I think yeah, it's a new look, but I'm gonna just commit to it. <clears throat> wow, why three a.m.? What, what, what was? Did you have to like take some time to contemplate shaving? Yeah, I had some <laughs> contemplation, meditation time, and then also I think I'm on bus bus time, which is like you oh. go to bed at like three a.m. and wake up. At like one in the afternoon the next day, it's oh, good. Man. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just the the weird sleeping pattern that that I've gotten into. I don't know if I could handle that. It's kind of got to You kind of have to get, for being on a bus. It's like the bus call is always like one forty five. So we um, play our show at like you know finish at like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, then kind of stay up a bit. And then, you know, you watch a couple of episodes of South Park or whatever with the guys in the front oh, of the bus. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, and then it's like, whoa, it's three o'clock. And then you sleep. And then, yeah, the, the bus is kind of like really actually good for sleeping. So it rocks you to sleep. And I don't know, like you can sleep till forever. But I kind of try and get up before wow. like one in the afternoon. But yeah. That's that's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I mean, that was me in college. Yeah, like doing the doing the staying up late, sleeping till noon. But I, I can't do that anymore yeah. because it messes with my equilibrium. Yeah, it's just. I think it's 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 just the routine because because the day is so. It kind of you have to kind of just wait around until you know you're the one thing we have to do is like say tonight we're playing at like nine forty at night. Yeah. So it's like you kind of just hang around all day and then you kind of like okay, looking forward to this show. Try and distract yourself a bit and then. The, the the high energy go time is like way past you know the normal routine of you know a day to day nine to five kind of thing so it's like finish start it get get all excited at like ten o'clock at night be buzzing at like midnight and then try and fall asleep it's like 
yeah, I don't know. It's 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 fun, and, and it is really fun. Like, um, you know, just living on the bus, you know, for a certain amount of time. Yeah. After a while, it gets a bit crazy, but um, yeah, like I really enjoy hanging out with the guys in the band, and we have a coffee connoisseur, and he makes really good French press coffee, and it's like. That's the morning that's not routine. Bad. Yeah, it's nice. He, okay. he makes, he's he's very he's very fastidious. Like it's like there's like certain amounts of time you have to like grind the beans and like wait like six minutes, then you press it down over thirty seconds. And like I was like <laughs> I was like trying to make it one morning. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I'll take it from here. So wow, he wouldn't trust <clears throat> you with the the French press. He wouldn't trust me with the French press. Um, but it's nice. It's nice. Everyone has their role, and it's like it's like an occult. It's like you know, it's like everyone finds their role, and my role is to let <laughs> him make me coffees. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. So obviously, you're you're spending your day doing press today while you're in New York. Yeah. Have you gotten? <clears throat> and you've been touring the past couple of weeks. Have you gotten? to explore any of the cities that you know during your downtime yeah there's been um i guess it's like we have days off every now and then and you're kind of often in a place like in between cities um so we were in uh, roanoke Uh in virginia and and it's like um it's how you want you try and make something out of that day when you're there so we um went for a really nice hike on the appalachian oh that's nice trail and we met a guy who was He'd been hiking for four months, and he's tri- going the whole way. And he's like, "Yeah, if I'm lucky, I'll be finished by Thanksgiving. If I work, Whoa. if I go hard." And it was like, "Whoa, cool!" So we try to fill fill our days in with activities and stuff. When you in that, and that wasn't so much exploring like a big city, but it was a cool. It was really cool. Great view. Met that you know that kind of that bearded um, hiker guy, which was really cool. And. <laughs> That was good. Maybe so he'll be us li- with some stories. Maybe he'll be listening to this podcast and be like <laughs> in oh, his tub. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. know. What, I don't know what kind of. I think he, he's got his phone. I don't know how he charges it every night, but he he sleeps under a tarp and he 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 was actually looking really good for a guy that had been walking for four and a half months. He like looked really good. So. You get in shape, you'd probably be tired. It's. Have you ever seen that <clears throat> that movie Wild with Reese Reese Witherspoon? It's also a pretty good book. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I have seen Into the Wild, which ah, Mill Hirsch, Mill Hirsch, good one. And he's he's um, he had a bit of that going on. He had a bit okay. of Mill Hirsch. Like he looked, he was baby faced oh, wow. and young, but he also had like a little wispy little beard and <laughs> yeah. It was oh, cool. so he was a young guy. He was young. He was like um, twenty three or twenty four. Okay, yeah. okay, interesting. I know I'm just talking. But that, that, no, that, that's fine. That was that was a good day of exploring, and that was a good um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was a day where we explored and and saw something a bit different. Is there a lot of hiking where you, where you grew up? <clears throat> there is. Australians get on their high horse about hiking because really? we, we come to LA and we're like, they're like, oh, I should come and do Runyon Canyon, and you know, for the, the that you know Hollywood hike, and uh, Australians go there and like, this isn't a hike. This is like a walk in the park for me. Like, oh wow! And we get but and we get very we get very. Uh, snobby about the hike because wow. we because we because we think we're because we're descendant from uh you know bushmen and stuff <laughs> but it's so far back <laughs> there's not really we're all city slickers and so we think that we're you know but we still you know run out of puff on that hike but um yeah there's a lot of a lot of great outdoors things in australia but i think really not <clears throat> not 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 so much more than america and that that track that trail we did the appalachian trail was like whoa this is legit yeah that's a good way to kill a couple hours. Yeah, it's good. Everyone, everyone's trying to stay fit. I would. Fe- I. I mean, look. I. I, I don't know. I, I've thought about this. Like going on tour. I don't know how you would exercise because, like, it, it must be such a process 
because you know you're you're playing every night your whole schedule's off mm. you're on the move <clears> constantly <throat> like how do you how do you guys maintain that i guess you go on stuff like hikes yeah I go on hikes uh, i've got a skateboard that i i you know i, I do very mediocrely um and there's also the guys in the band have gotten into gym and stuff and they're all kind of doing like lots of protein powders and like amino oh, acids wow. they're getting really deep into like the the nutrients behind workouts but i don't think they really need like like I think my my drummer has a legal amino acid supplement, which I like. <laughs> like he went to he's the protein a shop. Too buff. He, he's like getting really deep. Like he went to the protein powder shop, and the guy's like, "Do you have like, do you, like my friend's like, oh my my drummer he has this amino acid," and the guy at the shop's like, "Yeah, that's illegal." Oh, wow. and we're like, "Whoa! Like what is in that?" <clears throat> So I don't know. We're, we're thinking about having I, some of that. Having some I'm of that sure protein. I'm sure that guy powder. was probably mistaken. If it <laughs> yeah. was just like amino acids. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. So I don't know. They're they're getting pretty serious about it. And I, I actually watched a video of myself on stage. Like uh, I typed in hashtag Vance Joe, and I saw myself like a little snippet of me on stage. And I I walk on the spot when I'm playing a lot. Like. Um, like to the to the beat, and yeah. um, I think that's like where I'm getting my steps in. Oh wow! Yeah. <clears throat> like the whole show, I'll just be standing on the spot. You like should that. get like a Fitbit, <clears throat> and then you could see if you're. It's actually like, ah, oh, I'm actually yeah. burning a couple calories. I did seven miles. Yeah, I I think um, I think I'm doing quite a few steps, but then I also was made aware of how la- how like the range of motion in my hips is so limited that I just like I march like so stiffly, and I'm like. So we're not going to see a lot of chore- choreography. Not a lot of choreography and like just a lack of hip extension range. And I think I need to work on that. That's a separate thing, but I just need to do that. We're just watching myself. I like, I see Bruce Springsteen and he's like grinding into the mic stand and I'm like, <laughs> so not as, as sexy as that. So, yeah. Well, you were, I mean, you <clears throat> toured with Taylor who does <clears throat> a, a ton of choreography, <clears throat> at least on her last tour. I mean, yeah, that's got to be pretty daunting to to see her do that and, and also sing and also mm. be playing and yeah I know I, I was thinking about that like what like how do you go from obviously she started with a guitar and then it all blossomed and developed into what she does now which is lots of choreography dancing so much so much detail costumes and like the scale is huge and <clears throat> maybe that's maybe that's not in the cards for me but maybe, I watched or, <laughs> or maybe it is maybe, maybe it is you maybe know I mean, watching her, like, she had amazing dances as well, and, like, they were amazing. And, yeah, so that's, I just don't think I'm, like, that's not my aptitude. My aptitude is, I think, just, like, playing the guitar the way I play it and, like, marching on the spot. Maybe I, maybe I will get, have a sexier hip movement at some point, but I think it's just going to take years and years of yoga and, like, unlearning just, like, being the stiffest guy in the world. <laughs> well, do you... I mean, I'm sure you're past, like, like state, like jitters or, like, stage fright, or, or do you still kind of tense up before a show? I get nervous before shows, especially, like, the first few shows of this tour, I was nervous just because... I don't know, just a bit out... Just hadn't played for a few weeks or even played for a couple of months and playing some new material, but after about eight shows, you kind of, like... You don't have that that nervousness before you get yeah. on stage and you're like, oh, I wish actually kind of wish I had that nervousness because ah. it kind of, you rise to the occasion a bit. But, um, uh, yeah, I think, um, it depends who's in the crowd as well. If you got like, if there's someone you want to impress, like if you have a crush on a girl and she's coming to the show and you're like, got to like be so good tonight. Cause I'm, wow. See, I was thinking like, I was thinking <laughs> like, the only thing that can motivate me. you went like crush on a girl. Uh, I okay. think business people, like if it's, if it's, if it's a business person, you're like, I like, I feel the pressure, like I need to impress them. Then definitely you're like, I really want to play well. 
It's funny though. I think the main motiv- I think the motivator is definitely business people. You like, I want to you know show them that I can do this well, and then as well, like if there's a girl, if you can combine a business a business motivation and someone who you, yeah, you're crushing on, show. then that show should should be a good show. Yeah. Wow. Or yeah, or an absolute nightmare <laughs> where you're just like too stressed out to even perform. Have but, you yeah. have you had shows that <clears throat> you kind of look back on and were like. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that great. Or like that that was that was kind of that was kind of sloppy. Um, I think there probably has been shows like that, and you can probably get a, a vibe for when everyone gets off stage or whatever. And you're like, you might know. Everybody's kind of looking at each other like, eh, yeah. If the energy's kind of low, right? Yeah, and and it's fine, and that happens. I think it's like it's not it's not really worth beating yourself up about too much, unless like everyone's really like off the mark and like not not rising to the occasion or not not performing properly but sometimes it just happens and like you you make a few mistakes and stuff but even mistakes i think are good like yeah. you know like a mistake is actually makes it fresh and it's like if you make a mistake and acknowledge it it actually makes the show kind of more interesting for you and and i think for the people there because you're like whoops i just i forgot the lyrics but um all right we're gonna start again and it's like at least there's a moment of like real authentic comedy or humanity there so it's good how have the new songs been been uh sounding on tour great yeah i think they're sounding good like uh we've got about four new songs in the set at the moment and yeah, yeah they've been really good and it's nice i've been been meeting people after the set and they've um they've said that they've enjoyed you know they they're like oh i like that song like gold or i like that song take your time whatever it is and it's like yeah. oh awesome yeah it's like they're connecting a bit yeah, I mean it's it's always hit or miss just because like, you know, nobody knows the words yet or yes. for for the most part. So you have something like a riptide, everybody's mm. going to sing along. Mm. It's kind of bulletproof, but then you have, you know, something that's completely brand new and yeah. and but that but that's exciting because, you know, you've been playing that that for first batch of songs for years now and mm. now you get to unveil the new ones. Yeah, totally. It's it's true. You don't really know. You play a new song and you're like how do you gauge if people like it? Like, obviously, there's, like, a sense of, like, you see people, like, moving along, but they can't sing along yet because they don't know the words because it's the first time they've heard the song. So it's it's sometimes harder. It's nice when you get that affirmation at the end. It's like, oh, I like that song. What's that song called? It's like, it, that's, you kind of, yeah, it's always uh, encouraging when that happens. Cool, man. Cool. Well, I, I can't wait to hear more. Um, new album, uh, 2018. Yeah. Very cool. Thank Very you. Cool. Uh, it was good catching up. Uh, I know. I'm, I, you know, obviously, you know, we've we talked about "Lay It On Me" and and uh, how much I like that song, and it's uh, it, it seems like you're having a blast out there. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice to come in here and talk to you in the in this nice kind of library. It's very yeah. Cool. We're in the Billboard archives. Yeah, it feels. I think this actually has influenced the vibe. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. kind of like uh, like august and very like majestic. That's yeah, what yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very cool, <laughs> and uh, it's like yeah, I feel like we're in good company here. How long? How how many more days uh, are you on tour? Uh, I've got so tonight <clears throat> uh, playing in uh, Brooklyn Steel, and then we've got a show in Toronto, a show in Montreal, a couple of shows in London, which are solo shows, which will be fun. Oh, cool! And then um, back to Australia mid-November, so not too many, about wow. five or six. Have you been? I'm assuming you've been to Montreal. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. I love it, and the the crowds there are so great. Like the the locals are super enthusiastic. Like I think. Boston crowds are really enthusiastic. Like okay. there's something going on there, and there should also <laughs> there's something going on. There's there. something going on there special, <laughs> and also Montreal. People should investigate why they're so enthusiastic because those two places they're really people are super pumped. 
Cool, man. Well, well, Vince, always good to catch up, man. Uh, check Thank out you. Lay It On Me. Um, it's out now. New album, 2018. Uh, catch Vance on tour uh, for the next couple couple weeks, and uh, hopefully see you soon, man. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks again to Vance Joy again. Uh, Lay It On Me is the single. Uh, new album coming soon. Just a super good dude. Um, very tall as well. And uh, yeah, happy to have him on the show. All right. Now it is time for the Chart Stat of the Week. 37 years ago, Barbara Streisand hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with Woman in Love. The track ascended to the top of the list dated October 25th, 1980, and spent a total of three weeks atop the chart. It was Streisand's fifth and so far final number one on the chart and was the lead single from her Guilty album, which was produced and co-written by the Bee Gees' Barry Gibb. In fact, the Gibb brothers are all over the album. Barry and his Bee Gees brothers Robin and Morris co-wrote the single Guilty while Barry and Robin co-wrote basically the rest of the album, which spent three weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. The Guilty album also generated four Grammy Award nominations for Streisand, including Album of the Year and Record of the Year for Woman in Love. She won one Grammy of the four, Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal for Guilty, the song, alongside Barry Gibb. So, there you have it, 37 years ago this week. Barbara Streisand got her so far final number one on the Hot 100 with Woman in Love. All right, we are at the end of the show. Jason, any parting words? Let's, uh, no, no, I I got nothing. (laughs) Okay. I was, like, going to say something, and then I decided, no. I I, I was going to say, let's go out on a Justin Timberlake song. Uh, Which one? Um... Hmm. Let's go out on uh, Love Stoned. Okay, cool. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. She's got me love stoned, and I swear she's bad, and she knows. I think that she knows. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.